0: I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to Satisfied. Gosh, I love saying that. It's the first time that I've said it so far on this podcast. Today's episode is all about self-worth. And I think that this is one of the most important life skills. Is it a life skill? Let's say it's like, or let's call it a way of operating in the world that honors your highest self If we define it, it's according to the American Psychological Association, it is an individual's evaluation of him or herself as a valuable, or themself, as a valuable, capable human being deserving of respect and consideration. So this is kind of the level of love, treatment, respect that you believe that you deserve and self worth is like I don't think that this is a full on like either nature or nurture. I think that this is a both kind of thing. I think this this is largely environmental, and you know what you have been through has to do what you with what you have been through in your life. I also think that self worth is a practice. I don't think it's like this fixed thing that all of a sudden you just like, okay, this is the level that I am at today. And I also need to say that it this isn't like a good or better type of thing, like a good or bad or better or worse type of thing or a hierarchy or anything like that. I think that self-worth is a constantly, <clears throat> potentially constantly changing thing. But the most important thing to note is that you are in control of it. And I say that firmly and with a lot of belief in the fact that we are in charge of our self-worth and we have influence on it. Now, I think a lot of self-worth is influenced by trauma that we went through as a child. We know that that creates kind of a template for the way that we operate in the world because the way that your parents treat you and talk to you Is going to become kind of the template of what you accept in your life, especially if that way of operating in your family life as a child, like, feels oddly comforting, even if it wasn't good. Like, you will seek that out in future relationships because it feels familiar, right? So, I think that we have to, like, look at where we came from and kind of look at what we have been through to gain understanding for our like future actions and future ways of being. I also think that like sometimes being the spiritually minded person that I am, I do think that sometimes we are given tests and like, are you going to fall for this? Are you going to engage with this? Uh, I do think that self-worth is based on action and so is self-esteem. Like, it's not going to happen by you just thinking. It's going to happen with the way that you operate and walk through the world. And going back to, you know, what you went through as a child, you will think that that is what you deserve. Like, whatever you went through and whatever you were told. So, as time goes on and, like, the more that I talk to my own close friends and that people share with me, especially during my work, like, what happened to us as children, whatever that was, whether it w- if it was an amazing experience or a traumatic experience or a mix of both, I think to an extent we probably all have a little bit of something that influences the way that we operate. Uh, that will that will be the lens with which you view the world unless you do active work to heal and challenge, that story. So when I was growing up, I didn't have a ton of self-worth. I don't even think I knew what that even was. I honestly, I don't think I had any self-esteem. I don't think I had a lot of confidence. I had everything that you could imagine like on paper, like and I've talked about this sometime like I went to good schools. I, you know, was given everything that I needed, I traveled, like I did a bunch of stuff. But in terms of like gaining like autonomy and self esteem and self respect and self worth, like I didn't know what that was. And I was I also grew up in like a very like controlled environment in a sense. That was pretty strict. So the moment that I left, I was just like, all right, let's go crazy. (laughs) Like, let's go drink. Let's eat a lot of food. Let's like, you know, date people, uh, probably do some questionable things. I think we've probably all been there too. And like, I didn't care what I did. I didn't care how much I drank. Like I have talked about my drinking before, but like I used to drink a ton. I didn't care what I put into my body. I didn't give a shit how people treated me. I just, that was my level of self-worth. And it wasn't until I began to lose weight and began to really like open myself up in that way, in the sense of like being consistent and following a plan or something uh, like Weight Watchers plan. And I was like, oh, okay, if I do this, then I feel better. So I started to see that I had influence on the way that I felt rather than just being passive, Right. I think a lot of self-worth is about like choosing to be active versus being passive, because if you just stay in your natural state, that's where you're going to stay versus like making the effort to stay active. And and this is. (laughs) a daily effort, a constant effort, something, a new way of being that you will have to integrate in your life. I used to exercise once and be like, all right, I did it, I'm done, (laughs) right? The things that we do in regards to our self-worth are actions and they will have to be daily. This also has to do with self-esteem, which I love Caroline Mice's level. I mean, definition of self-esteem, Caroline Mice, uh, you spell her last name M-Y-S-S, if you look her up, she talks about self-esteem as the degree to which you believe you have influence over your own life. So that is the opposite of victimhood. And when I say victimhood, I don't mean like victims of violence or crimes or anything like that. I mean the tendency to think that you are powerless and to think that you don't have agency and autonomy over over your own life. So self-worth and self-esteem are related in in the sense that how much power do you believe and how much do you think you can influence your own life, especially when things aren't going in a way that you want or you're not feeling the way that you want to or your life isn't, you know, something happens. How are you going to respond to those things? I think that as we begin to think of like, okay, how can I raise my level of self-worth? I think that this is in different areas. So I think that it's like financial, like how much agency do you believe that you have over your ability to make money? Uh, I'm an entrepreneur and I have been for, oh my gosh, 11 years now. And I have had to really look at my own self-worth and money and selling and like, how do I believe that I deserve to make money? from my hands and my brain like that has been a journey and I will probably maybe I'll talk about that more at some point but financial uh worth is one of them another one is like your body and the way that you feel every day how much do you believe that you have influence over how much like how you feel in your body and how you feel in your mind how you feel Uh, walking through the world, how much energy you have. That is a big one because as we all know, it takes effort to feel really good, like baseline way of feeling in your body. And like, you're probably going to feel a little tired. You're not going to feel sharp. It's going to take a little bit of work in order to feel amazing every day. I think another one is like mental and emotional. Like, are you doing the mental and emotional work of looking at your patterns and challenging your negative thinking, challenging your beliefs? Side note and spoiler alert, those never really go away, which then means, okay, how can I honor the different parts of myself? If you are familiar with parts work, which I will do a whole podcast episode on that. uh, And how can I... Choose my thinking and release the thinking that isn't beneficial to me at all. I saw this um, meme the other day on Instagram that was like, uh, and I shared it, and a bunch of you laughed at it. It was like people who lack self awareness be having a fucking blast. (laughs) And I I cried when I saw that from laughing. I was like, that is so true. Like sometimes I wish that I wouldn't examine myself so much now again, too much self-examination isn't good. That's when we can get into those like healing holes. But some self-examination, once you like operate at that level of like being in integrity with your word and being in integrity with yourself, which self-integrity means what you think about yourself and what you do, like your actions overlap. Sometimes it's a curse because you're like, oh, I'm going to have to really look at this. I'm going to have to actually do something about this right now. And that isn't always comfortable. And we know that. So that is another one of these levels. And then another one is relationships. And this is one that is really big. And I think for a lot of us, a place where oftentimes our most intimate thoughts about ourselves can come out. Now, I have been very, very lucky that I have had amazing friendships and healthy friendships. Uh, A lot of them in my life. And obviously I still do. And I am able to maintain like a lot of self-worth and health and friendships. Like I do not have room for people who just, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I, I just don't have room for people that are, that operate in, out of obligation or like expect me to have certain obligations or are super needy or are just like, where things don't feel good to me. I'm like, I don't have room for that in my life. And I don't have space for that. Um, if if something isn't going to be like a hell yes, right? If it doesn't feel very connective, then why? You know, like, there's so many other areas of life that are so many things to do so much, ener- so much energy that we have that we should be deliberate with things like this. And maybe I'm a little bit harsh in this area but I just like I, I don't have um, and I'm not like mean or anything like that but I am pretty kindly boundaried right and I, I when you are my friend like I will go above and beyond for you I will be there for you I will listen and you know not everybody gets that privilege right and this is for all of us right like Not everybody gets to have complete access to you. And part of that is operating in your own worth. Like, how are you letting people treat you? How are you letting people talk about you? You know, like, how are you letting people you know, what what types of things are they saying to you? What do you allow? And this also means even within healthy friendships that you are perhaps speaking up and setting a boundary or saying something or saying that something bothered you, which are things that happen in my own friendships sometimes where difficult conversations have needed to be had. But I talk to some people a lot who say like, Oh, I've outgrown this friendship or this friendship isn't good for me And I honestly do believe that if you operate at that level of worth of like, this is what I expect, this is what I want my friendships to feel like, and you set a boundary with somebody, I do believe that a new friendship comes in. I have kind of, as my life has gone on, every new stage of my life, like when I went to grad school, uh, when I moved to Tampa, when I, uh, you know, here in Miami, or when I was in L.A., I've always picked up a little handful of friends that kind of just stay with me for the rest of my life in a sense. And they're all friends. Like, for example, most of the friends that I meet now are friends that I met on Instagram and friends that I uh, that are fellow entrepreneurs. Like most of my friends here in Miami are moms. And, you know, not to say I don't relate to them because obviously I do. It's just a different life and a different way of being. And I want to make sure that I have friends who get entrepreneurship and understand personal development and growth and discomfort and all of those things like those are those are totally different (laughs) worlds right so we see this in friendships and then we also see it obviously with our families that's a whole other thing of like setting boundaries doing what we need to do and then romantic relationships is another one and oftentimes I think that we sacrifice our self-worth the most Oftentimes in romantic relationships. And I personally thought that I was kind of over that or through that just because my marriage was so healthy and it was very loving and communicative. And um, we truly loved each other. I just really outgrew the relationship. And obviously, I had. Kind of a shift in my sexual orientation in admitting to myself that I was uh, bisexual. Uh, This is why I was saying that this is oftentimes a constant practice. And I think romantic relationships can be slippery because I found myself in the relationship that I was in after my marriage slowly slipping, almost undetectably slipping into areas of self-worth that I hadn't seen in years. And this is also, you know, kind of given the nature of the type of relationship that I was in, which I didn't necessarily realize it at the time until I got out of it, which is again, very, very common. But sometimes it is so subtle and so discreet that you're finding, like, I found myself being like, wait, what? Like, what am I thinking? What am I doing? Like, and this is why I, part of the reason why I had to get out of that because I found myself just not operating at the level of self-worth that I was used to. And lo and behold, the moment that I got out of it, I am back to it, right? I, I think that this is one of those things that like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And once you go through something like that, you, I heard a quote the other day that was like red flags now become deal breakers. So perhaps things that you would have allowed before or would have been a little bit slippery or a little bit like, huh, that doesn't, that isn't good for me, but like maybe I'm not going to say anything or huh, this isn't like, I don't know. I feel confused. Like sometimes the nature with which your self worth deteriorates is confusing. It's like, you don't even know what's happening sometimes until you leave and you're like, or until you notice how you feel day to day and you're like, huh, I don't feel like myself. And like, this isn't good. So you have to, and this is another thing where self-worth comes in, where your own self-worth will carry you to make the decisions to have the life, to have what you truly deserve, especially if you're not being treated well. You know, and the moment that you step out of that, step out of situations that are not conducive to your self-worth or your self-worth is uh, attempted to be intentionally uh, brought down by the other person, Um, then the moment you choose to leave because you've already believed yourself to have a higher level of self-worth that you're operating at, it comes back. And then you're like, oh, these red flags are now like freaking deal breakers for me, like hard line in the sand, deal breakers. So, and I know that this is really common. I know that a lot of people go through this and I will speak more about it when I have more words <laughs> for it uh, because I do think that it can be really, really beneficial to, for people to hear. Also because like, I wish I would have had something to listen to in regards to this Uh, at the time with clarity and relatability and all of those things. So I promise I will share more about that eventually as I continue to, uh, not that I'm still healing or anything necessarily, but I I want to be kind of deliberate and intentional with that and kind of wise (laughs) and smart with how I do it. So stay tuned eventually for that because I also know, side note, that Many of you probably have questions and are wondering things and I, I promise I will share more eventually in time. The last thing that I will say is that sometimes we have to imagine and we have to, with our current level of self-worth, sometimes we have to imagine that we are the higher level already. Like we think of that future self, the person that we want to be, and then we make dis- that we make our decisions from that place. We make our decisions from like, okay, not what I would do today, but like what I feel like doing. But like, what would the person me ten years down the road when I am um, whatever, like when I achieve my goals and I have a new level of operating? Like, would I skip my workout consistently? Would I pain shop? Would I sit on social media for hours and scroll? Would I do things that hurt me? Would I stay in things that are detrimental to my self-worth? Would I eat past fullness consistently? You know, really thinking of like, okay, what would that future person do? And then do those actions today, right now. I just really can't reiterate enough how important it is for you to take action and to view action as the way that you operate, that you raise your self-worth and you raise your confidence and you raise your self-esteem. Because going back to the definition of self-esteem, where it's the amount of influence that you think that you have over your life, then that's based in action. Like you change things through action. You change things through steps that you take consistently. Right. And I I know this isn't sexy. (laughs) I know that like this isn't, you know, there's no quick fix here. This is like daily stuff. But I know that I am given of like who I am today versus who I was 20 years ago even who I was six months ago, it's on a completely different level and it's through actions. It's through thinking like, I'm not operating at that level that I was at. Now I'm operating at a new level and really thinking of that like future self and what I want and your new self will not allow, will not put up with, will not um, engage in things that are outside of your own level of self-worth. Like it will become gross. Gross. To you, it will become repellent. You won't, not even that. Like sometimes there's just like a a disinterest of like that isn't attractive to me. That is actually gross, <laughs> right? Like you don't, you won't even want to engage with it. I was even telling a friend of mine <clears throat> last week about like I think of, you know, certain things as like that nature of indifference towards certain things, like how I feel about binge eating today like, and and I have a lot of compassion for for binge eating. So I, because I was a binge eater for many, many years. So trust me, I understand. But now my distaste for binge eating and how I feel as a result of that, it doesn't come from like a push pull or like an active, like, oh, I have to like, you know, use discipline or willpower, not do this. It's just like, uh, oh, I'm not interested in that. Like that is... I don't want to do that. That's like not attractive to me. And that's how you will feel about levels that you operated at before of just like, again, with compassion, because everything we do is, is we do it for a reason. Like we are in a certain place in life because like we do things because they have value to us at that time. Like we, nothing is by accident, but by you choosing new actions and by you choosing certain ways of operating and living in the world and taking care of yourself and taking action, you will become truly disinterested. and Like, huh, I don't want to do those things. The things that were below, that are now below your level of self-worth. I also think it's really important to surround yourself with people who are also living at that level, who also live with integrity and who live with, um, you know, with self-love and self-respect because the people who are around you really influence you too and it's also like what do you consume what are you listening to what are you what do you allow to enter your mind your mouth (laughs) I'm talking about food okay um yes that's (laughs) I'm like what else goes in your mouth Uh, I'm talking about food and drinking specifically like um, like water um and whatever else you want to drink But um, these are the ways that we change this. These are the ways that we get to these new levels by committing to taking action at the level that you want to be. How many times have I said level in this podcast? (laughs) As always, I hope that this was helpful to you. Please, please, please let me know if you have a question. You can DM me on Instagram at Ashley K Pardo. You can leave me a review on iTunes. I would be so appreciative of that. And as always, if you leave a review, you can send me a DM that you left me a review and I'll check to make sure that you did. And I'll send you a little coffee or a drink or something because that really helps the podcast be seen. Even if you just want to give a star rating, that would be amazing. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I will talk to you. I said, see you on the last one. I will talk to you on the next one. And I'm sending you a ton of love as always. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.